0: An old idea that's resurfaced in our time regarding eschatology or prophecy is the, uh, I guess you would call it, the doctrine of all millennialism. Stay tuned. We are going to talk about all millennialism right now. So good morning, we're glad, we, if it's morning that you're listening, we're glad that you are with us today on All Things Apostolic. We have been talking about, um, the terminology we've used is a millennium because meal would be a thousand and Adam would be a year or years or years, so it's a thousand years. Um, <clears throat> it is a term that's used that comes from Revelation chapter 20 and uh, is used there like six times um, about the kingdom age uh, that is the uh, last if you 're thinking dispensationally, it would be the last of the dispensations it 's the age that was foretold in the in the Old Testament many times, and we are going to talk about that um, it was the Age The kingdom age of which John the Baptist talked about When he came he said repent for the kingdom of heaven Or the kingdom of God is at hand It's the kingdom Jesus talked about when he said The kingdom of heaven is at hand And um, it's the kingdom that the apostles discussed um, It's the kingdom that the apostles asked him about in Acts 1 and 6 and um, from throughout the Bible, it is just like, it's very simple to show that from the foundation of the world, the will of God has been that he would establish a kingdom on earth in which he would be king and would reign uh, over the earth. And it would be an earth with righteousness and all kinds of benefits. Now, we haven't went back on And brought all that up out of the Bible yet But we will We're going to talk about that Uh, Right now we were just giving kind of a cursory Understanding that There is a coming age And that that age um, Will be an age Of blessing And um, that John identified it as being A thousand years And that Jesus Christ himself said That he would come back He would return, Matthew 24 And every eye would see him when he returned. We know that there's a coming age because the Bible says the very Holy Ghost that we have in our hearts, being spirit-filled, is the earnest of our inheritance. So we have an inheritance ahead of us that we only presently have um, the earnest, the down payment of. So all of these things and many, many more things indicate that there is a coming kingdom. Some say, because of what I just said about uh, the Holy Ghost is the earnest of our inheritance, that it's going to be only a spiritual kingdom, that it will not be a physical kingdom, that Jesus will not bodily return, that he will not reign in Jerusalem, and on and on. And so um, all of these things are part and parcel of what we need to ferret out, because the Bible is clear, uh, but these are complex subjects. And so we're dealing with this at this time. We've talked about the millennium a little bit. Um, Then we talked also about um, ideas about the the millennium that are not scriptural, like post-millennialism and that is that Christ would come back at the end of the millennium and that the millennium is the church age and uh, that there is no future millennium. This is the millennium, and so forth, um, which doesn't square with Scripture. However, um, then we talked about uh, uh, other views that people have had about the millennium, one of which is what we call or what people call all-millennialism, all meaning no millennium, and uh, they would agree uh, somewhat with the post that that the church age is the millennial and that this kingdom age, which was prophesied in the Old Testament, is actually folded into the promises of the church and that the church, those Old Testament promises that were made to Israel are all folded into the new Israel, which is the church, because the Bible says that we are are the seed of Abraham also the seed of Abraham by faith so um, all of these things uh, we will be taking a look at maybe in a deeper depth than uh, than is easily found elsewhere so it's going to take us a while but you know until the Lord comes and we do believe in a rapture um, we'll just work on this all right or ever how long it takes. So when we talk about amillennialism, amillennialism opposes the idea of a literal future kingdom of Christ. The idea is that the kingdom is not to come, but rather it is now, and it is the church presently on earth. It is not physical, nor will it ever be physical, but is spiritual. And further, if there is any literal return of Christ, it will be a singular occasion. This is what amillennialism teaches. It will be a singular occasion with solely uh, one resurrection and one judgment and that this will all occur at the end of the age. Meanwhile, the present church age is, in the amillennialist view, uh, if you please, the millennium. It, it is it is that period of time. In other words, there is no millennium per se, but the church age is that period. So, <clears throat> Because uh, Revelation chapter 20 explains that there is a future time when the devil will be bound uh, very clearly. It states this, that the devil will be bound. The all millennialist has to deal with the fact that if this is indeed the period of time called the millennium, then the devil being bound with the world having the problems that it's got, become problematic to be able to explain. So the all millennialists explains this by saying that the devil being bound is a present reality. Now he is bound in the Church Age. And these also teach that the hundreds of Old Testament promises associated with the coming and end time uh, reign of the Messiah are all just, uh, and here's a word to remember, they're all just allegorical and are considered fulfilled in the church. Now 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 you need to understand that I think <clears throat> I think we would have a pretty wide consensus that the New Testament did not teach this and that the Bible in general did not teach this. It taught that there was a future uh coming kingdom. And so at the core of everything I'm talking about is the question it's a hermeneutical question. It's a It's a question about biblical interpretation. Uh, And so what is the proper way to interpret the Bible? Well, when you read the Bible, you can see that the intention was of the writers and the Holy Spirit included was that it, it meant what it said. It used language in its proper form. And so a literal, historical, grammatical interpretation of Scripture is the ground and foundation upon, upon which gives Scripture its authenticity, its authority, its validity. This isn't only true of Scripture, this is true of any book you read or anything that you read that, that uses human language. And so, um, <clears throat> when you say that everything is allegorical, allegorical means it says this, but it means this. Well, All of us can interpret what it says, that meaning, but who are the authorities amongst us that says this is what that means, allegorical? Now, coming out of the New Testament church, the first what was called church fathers, Antonicene fathers, uh, the first scholars, those people who were actually taught in many cases by the apostles and by the apostles' disciples, that very early 100 to 150 Year period, um, uh, repeatedly were uh, millennialists. They were actually called Chiliasts, or in Greek might uh, come from the word Kilio, kiloi. and all of this um, can be documented. And we've talked about it here. Then about whatever two or three hundred A.D out of Alexandria, Egypt, came uh, a Platonic and a more Hellenistic approach, which is Greek, and began to move towards allegorical interpretation of the book of Revelation and other apocalyptic scripture. Um, eventually, Origen became one of the primary people that did this, and then Augustine increased it with his work called the city of God and others and so forth, until it became a prominent thing. But it was not the New Testament thing, and it was not the first people out of the New Testament thing. It came later. And so this is why it's important to understand and know about the allegorical interpretation of Scripture. And so if you take it allegorical, um, then you take the promises that were made about the coming kingdom to Israel— and you say Israel is dead to God because of their sin, and the church replaces Israel, and thus those Old Testament promises no longer belong to Israel. But now everything promised to Israel is folded into the church, and Israel's rejected and no longer of consequence. It falls away under judgment due to the rejection of the Messiah. Likewise, the Amillennialist declares that the millennial reign is not a thousand-year reign, but only a reign for a particular indeterminate time, and that the word used in uh, Revelation 20 uh, for millennium clearly means thousand, and it is used six consecutive times in seven verses in chapter 20, but nevertheless, it doesn't mean thousand. Specifically, it means an indeterminate amount of time. Well, when it uses it six times in seven verses, it seems like it would be indicating that the actual number was intended. And the word is also used repeatedly in both the New Testament and the Old Testament, Septuagint, to clearly designate the number thousand repeatedly. Nevertheless, the Amillennialist contends that here it is not meant as a specific number, but is indeterminate. The Amillennialist also transposes the order found in Scripture, in Revelation 19 and Revelation 20 and tells us that Revelation 20 should have been inserted in the Bible before Revelation 19 and that Revelation 20 actually takes place before Revelation 19 even though the Apostle John put Revelation 19 first and then Revelation 20 following. And they would say that the events of chapter 20 occurred before the events of chapter 19 which describes Christ Coming and victorious and triumphant coming uh, at his second appearing. So Amillennialism asserts that chapter 20 is simply a recap of the events described in Revelation chapter 6 through 18. So while uh, while the reading as it is in the Bible seems perfectly in sequence as we find it in our Bible, it evidently uh, better fits the Amillennialist schema by reversing the chapters. So further, all millennials interpret Revelation 20 as Satan's being bound during this very present time that I briefly touched on a while ago. That is the church age. Being as it is evident in everyday life that Satan is very much active and quite free to operate in human society, they have to find a way to explain this. And so explanations must be devised on what being bound really means, or what degree of binding is here meant, such as how long is his chain, or some such. So, of course, these explanations are required only if you first, A, act to reposition scripture from how it is originally found, that is, switching the location of chapters 19 and 20, And I might just say, while doing this, one might be careful not to get tangled up in Revelation 22, 18, and 19, which pronounces curses on people that fool with these scriptures, and B, take the authority to make a determination that the millennium is the church age, which the Bible doesn't say that, but that's an interpretation, and then C, deny that the Antichrist will be a man Indeed, the future man of sin who comes to power in Daniel's coming 70th week. you got to deny all of that and say it's not going to happen. D, you have to believe that the church age will continue to gain traction in the world until this is how the kingdom of God is going to come, until bringing in the kingdom of God through a manifestation of brotherhood and sisterhood, plus an exaltation of moral behavior mixed with global spiritual revival, All of what I just described is a form of what is sometimes identified as dominion theology. It's very close to the teachings of the past generations uh, who just uh, passed away. Pat Robertson taught this, also embraced by some former apostolics who've fallen away from the faith. And uh, it remains a theology common to many charismatic churches locally today. So once all of this is completed, then you have to believe that the devil is bound in the bottomless pit now. I'm talking about this very moment in the world today. So determining how the devil is bound in the world today may require some impressive gymnastics. Is he bound or is he not bound? Tomorrow we will talk about this.